All right, people, if you have listened to this podcast before, you know Art of the Trek is a great place to plan your backpacking trips. Our friends over at Art of the Trek are working hard to research and add things like campsites, trailheads, and scenic locations to their public map. The good news is that you can now add your own points of interest to the map and help your fellow adventurers plan their trips. That's pretty cool. If you have something like a favorite campsite, trailhead, or a scenic location that you'd like to share with others, please head over to artofthetrek.com, turn on some points of interest from the overlays menu, and select the orange plus sign at the bottom of your screen to help your fellow hikers plan the best trips possible. If you contribute at least a dozen or so of these, Art of the Trek is going to send you a free swag bag. That's pretty sweet. Happy Halloween. Spooktacular. Did I name it the Spooktacular? No. You but called it, it just Halloween special. Yeah, it's the Halloween special. Because um, there's, there's some spooky things to talk about. Oh, here we go. All right. Just got to get this right up here like a fist. Yeah. This weekly. Ah, whatever. We'll deal with that later. There we go. All right. <laughs> Dad sounds all groaning. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We need to let's actually read the comments this time. Yeah. All right. Happy, I guess it's Halloween Sunday, right? Yeah. Sorry, no costumes. It's my fault. Oh yeah, yeah uh, it's my fault. It's fine. Uh, hectic lives here. Yeah. We yeah. have little kids. It's all in storage. Um, to get it all out. I just didn't have time. We're gonna bring them back next week, I think. Yeah. If you recall <laughs> on the podcast, like uh, last year, we had a spree where we wore costumes for like five straight weeks. Yeah. Didn't we? No, no, we wore like three costumes. Mm. Mm. Delicious. Um, What do you, oh, you went, did you open the Buffalo Trace? No, that one was open. It was open? Okay. I got the fray here. Um, Could have at least dressed up as Bryce Newbold and Dan Becker. And what would you dress up for as Dan Becker? I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. No, here's a great comment from C. Haney. What's up, guys? When are you going to do another backpacker breakdown it's been a while it has and that's been years it has been years and we actually talked about doing one when bryce was here i think uh here's the so here's here's the deal with that i would like to do them live Mm -hmm. because we have the technology and the ability to do them live but if you've ever watched our backpacking breakdowns they are Heavily, heavily, heavily edited <laughs> heavily edited especially when we do them with other other people so doing them with other people or doing them live might be a little bit dicey but if, if it's just andy and i i think but i think did did you and i kind of pioneer that concept you didn't see a lot of people doing that i mean we did we we didn't we were the first ones to do it for backpacking channels we certainly didn't pioneer that concept no no no. just in the backpacking community. yeah i think so yeah we're gonna do some more breakdowns um stay tuned yeah we could do one right now um <laughs> so today's agenda so it is halloween oh so first you guys can't see it but we're gonna do a little live unboxing here yeah, nice. uh, we got a fun fun new item um that we're gonna unbox just came today so we'll unbox it live uh Ginger Rush says Dan Becker would dress up as the Outdoor Vital guy's beard. <laughs> he has been. Uh, yeah, I saw he, that. Did you see all that? Yeah. 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 I. Um, Why would you do this to me, Outdoor Vitals? I want. I. He's <laughs> he's buddying up with the Outdoor Vitals dude, and you they can tell have, they must have some. Uh, they definitely do. They have some Outdoor Vitals coin. They have a. Uh, hey, we'll put it this way. Dan, got, Dan Becker's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So uh, that's a that's an investment from Outdoor Vitals. In fact, actually, speak of the devil, by the way, I'm going to tell you this. Old D-Ball texted me yesterday. Um, 
and he wants to, I was like, dude, our November is shot and, uh, I'm go, uh, early December is shot for me, but, uh, I think, uh, maybe mid December we'll go out with him. Do it after the ultra. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to Vegas and then we have the ultra. We haven't just, we haven't, oh yeah, we're doing an ultra marathon by the way, uh, in six weeks. Yeah. So that'll hurt. <laughs> That's going <laughs> to suck. You should, you should see the look on people's faces at work when I tell them that I'm doing this kind of stuff. Have you told people at work? Yeah, like first no, when you do a marathon. Nobody, nobody cares. The marathon thing is hilarious because everybody's like, oh, you know how you tell if somebody ran a marathon, they won't shut up about it. I never say that. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, I, I work with a guy who also runs marathons. So on calls, you know, occasionally running gets discussed. So, well, what do your splits look like? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, talk about training. And then, then and now on the calls, uh, he told everyone I was doing an ultra and then everyone's like, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like this is a bucket list item, guys. We've yeah. already trained for a marathon. Throwing another six miles on top is not like super crazy in term in like the grand scheme of like training volume. So yeah. that's why. Uh, there is a request to do a backpacker break breakdown of Steve Wallace. Wallace. I love I love that guy. Wait, who's that? You don't know Steve Wallace? No, I don't know who Steve Wallace is. Okay. He's Canadian. Okay. He's got a couple hundred thousand subs. Mm. He, is he a backpacking channel? He he No does, way with a couple hundred thousand subs. <laughs> he does okay, he his claim to fame, he does a lot of stuff, but his claim to fame is he does stealth camping in the most hilarious oh, random. I know who this is. Yeah. He, is this the guy who did it in the median of a highway? Yeah, he does it in everything. He's Canadian? Yeah. Oh, I do know who that is. Yeah, that he, would be a fun breakdown, actually. He does uh, like boondocking and stuff like that. Too. Okay, I, I I watch his channel every once in a while. It's That's good. A good. Remember that we he, should do a breakdown. His his like his cooking and stuff. It's hilarious. Should we do one of these live? Maybe. You know? Yeah. I've thought about it. Okay, that's a good one. Give us any breakdown recommendations you guys have. Throw them in the yeah. in the chat. Uh, all right. So this last video was in a body bag. <laughs> All right, keep the comments coming. We promise we say this every week. We won't ignore you, but I do have some. All right, we got to unbox this, and I went, I got a, a spooky agenda to discuss today. Andy might have seen the tabs. Oh, no, we lost the freaking feed. Keep talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Fixing it. Oh, okay. Sorry. This has happened. They need to put a patch in for this or something. Well, remember, it didn't happen. Like for like three weeks in a row. Yeah. And then it happened last week. It just, it, 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 I like that it kind of like sums up the sh sums up the channel. <laughs> the video. You know? Oh man. All right, we're back. Cool. I love how it, it when we first when you first had that issue, it took like twenty minutes to figure out. I know it's it's a software issue. This happens when you use free software, um, but it, it's like I can't. It's hard to troubleshoot because it. There's no logical pattern with how it happens. It always seems to happen at the beginning, right? And then and then it stops. Okay, anyway, back to what I was saying. There's I got some spooky outdoors things to discuss. <laughs> so there's, there's, Halloween. A, there's a couple of comments in here what? about Steve Wallace's new video where he's probably boondocking and he was in a body bag and then somebody Buckman says, surprise, surprise, condensation was an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Did he sleep in a body bag? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I feel I like you, he you, probably did. How? You they're not Well, I guess they're probably not airtight. No. Well, 
I mean, he would, I mean, obviously not, or he would just have died. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the body bag was a great idea. Um, too too bad about the moisture. God, I got to watch this one. The last Wallace, Steve Wallace I did watched was he did he had like a five day. He does this thing where he like builds a raft and he like floats down rivers for like I days. I just time. saw the one where he camped literally on a highway yeah, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> the best. <laughs> I thought that was actually he pretty stealth, cool. He stealth camped in the back of a car in a police station parking lot. That's pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah. Um, give us some more recommendations. So, <laughs> speaking of dead people, um, I don't know if we were talking about that, but... No, we weren't. Well, when you said the body bag comment, I was like, oh, did he die? Anyway, speaking of dead people, um, today's topic of discussion, as it is October and it is Halloween, and this is the Halloween special, there's a couple like interesting, spooky outdoor stories that I want to talk about. Um, one of which we've actually discussed on this podcast before. Hey, uh, I'm I'm sticking to some comments here. Yeah, stick to them. Dad's backpack trip says. Oh, that, dude, that's hey, I, I know. Happy marathon. Do the ultra. He is. Is he is he doing the same one he's, we're doing? He says a few DBT guys are attempting the Bigfoot fifty. Hey, Not we'll sure. be there, buddy. Yep. Carpool. <laughs> Carpool. <laughs> we'll chip in for gas. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Good for you, man. Um, if you haven't gone and checked out the course you, you should consider in the next six or seven weeks going to run one of the loops it'll give you a good feel for what it is i did it a few years ago it's hilly <laughs> it's not flat um all right it's cold okay go, sorry go back to your your dead bodies whatever no no so this was a, a topic i was going to bring up uh in august it's something interesting to talk about um but i was at the time it was just before i was going to yosemite and i felt like it was a bad omen to discuss this so it's spurned from so there's like a huge i'm pulling up my notes on my phone so there's a, i don't know if you've ever heard this and i was waiting we're we're we are in talks about doing a outdoors specific conspiracy mm -hmm. show and one of the conspiracies that is said i if you go to the new york post they do they have a few articles on this um, there's this big conspiracy about how and i promise i'm going somewhere with all these stories um, so there's a lot of, uh, people that go missing in national parks. Are mm -hmm. you familiar with that? I would, I mean, I would assume Yosemite is so. one of the ones that's like, got the highest number of cold cases. Well, I mean, I bet there's a correlation between visitors and cold cases. For sure. Yeah. Well, okay. So you can, you, okay. So you can break it up into a bunch of people go missing in national parks, a bunch of people go missing in national parks and they find them dead and a bunch of people uh, go missing in national parks and they have no idea whatever yeah. happens to them. So the highest number of those ha occurs in the United States in national parks in Yosemite. Interesting. So I felt like that was a bad omen to bring up prior to going to Yosemite. But the, the spooky thing to discuss is not the number of people that go missing in Yosemite. It is the conspiracy about the vast number, and I've got some statistics, the vast number of people that go missing in national parks in this country every year. And the conspiracy of it is, and I'm going to read some things, like they, they think the national park system like covers it up. <laughs> okay, all right, so let me read you some things. All right, okay. 
First, all right. First, some statistics. What? First, some statistics. They yeah, yeah, yeah. They, no, they, no, no. They can't afford to do crap. What? What? No, the conspiracy is they, yeah. the conspiracy. Oh, the financial interest is the more people that visit national parks, the more money the park service makes. No, no, no. Oh, so you're talking about like the like con- people hey, are going hey, missing just, just and they're cutting their yeah, they're up, covering shut, it up. Shut up. It's it's like the problem bears in Yosemite <laughs> that they, that never exists because they just shoot them. Anyway, here's some statistics. All right. So first here, okay. How many people do you think go missing just in general in the U S every year? And let me caveat it with the vast, vast, vast majority of people that go missing are found. I, I don't know. I have no just idea. Take a guess. 10,000. Okay. It's 600,000. Jesus. Well, a lot of it is like kids who run off and they can't find them and but, they get found. But this, this is, this is okay. So you, you're saying like reported as missing, but mm-hmm. then the vast majority. Mm-hmm. So what percentage get found? Okay. You're going to have to do some math in our heads. So, okay. Pull my calculator. Every year. Well, this is, this is not going to answer it for every year. So, um, every year, 600,000 people go missing in the U S mm-hmm. um, but the majority of cases are quickly found alive and well. And a lot of these, if you ever read a lot of the people, kids who go missing are like, uh, it's like divorced parents and they go and grab their kid and they take them from like the, the other parent and the parent files them as missing. Yeah. Just to like, anyway, yeah. there are currently, now this is not every year. There are currently in the United States, uh, just over 20,000 open missing person cases. This does not answer your question of how many in a given year. Right, right, right. It's fine. But there are currently... You can make some assumptions. Now, now, this gets into how many... Out of that. How many out of that are in national parks? Was it like 90%? So first... <laughs> no, no, no. First. And, and by first, the way, are, are you sure it's national parks or do you just mean like public lands? No, I mean national parks. Okay. No, I'm sure though it's way more people on public lands. Um, okay, first the U.S. government and I checked, and the Department of the Interior they do not track that statistic. They do not track of the six hundred thousand people how many of them are specific to national parks. Probably because there's no reason to. Now this gets me. We're gonna cross paths with something else here. So I was doing some research. Here's a quote from a, and Grant is the New York Post. So take it for what it's worth, but it's a I guess it's a somewhat credible news entity. So strangely quote this article the most <laughs> you gotta love this. just read it the most reliable info on missing people in the wild comes from bigfoot hunters <laughs> in 2011 uh this guy i guess i'm not gonna sense. read his name just because it doesn't matter he, a founder of north america bigfoot search launched a database of wildland disappearances that occurred under quote mysterious circumstances. So are they linking the missing persons to like Bigfoot? No, 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 no. They're not. They're not. They, 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 they just, just did this to, anyway. Well, well, they're like they're collecting data on it, but like the everyone's using that data, but they're like it's Bigfoot, and everybody else is like it's not Bigfoot. But thanks for the data. I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. All right. So how many people, according to this database, and let's assume. Maybe it's somewhat accurate. It's probably not fully accurate. But out of those 20,000 people, this is where you can use your calculator. How many people do you think are missing in the wild currently in any given year? What do you mean in the, in the wild? I mean, the Bigfoot people. Okay, so there's 20,000 open missing people in the U.S. Okay. Obviously, the vast majority of those people aren't missing in the woods. Okay, so how many of those are like in national parks or Just, in the wild? They call in the wild. So national parks public lands, national forests, all that stuff. So out of the 20,000. It's definitely the majority. Uh, No, it's definitely not. 
Really? No. No, the vast majority of missing people are people that just get murdered in the cities and they can't find them. No, I thought you said that, I thought you were leading it from the beginning of it, that the vast number. The vast number of what? People, the vast number of No, people. the vast number of missing people get found. The 600,000. No, 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 I mean, but you were leading at the beginning that the vast number of missing people are like a, a not the vast number, but a large amount are in national parks. Well, when I tell you this number, to me, it's a large amount, but it's not a high percentage of 20,000. Okay, so 1,000. 1,600. Okay. So there are at least... 1,600 people, give or take, currently missing in the wild somewhere in the United States. So that's about um, 8% Mm -hmm. of missing people. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) first off, I just, I love the fact that this is a Bigfoot person that's doing this. (laughs) Um, Okay, quote, um, the biggest obstacle to getting any actual government information about missing people in the wild is national park service red tape this is where this is the conspiracy he speculates that the park service conceals the true data on how and where people disappear and how many have actually been found because it would shock the public so badly that visitor numbers would fall so that is the conspiracy about 1600 people okay whatever all right here's another thing so i when i was reading this i found this too just this since last august do you know how many people have gone missing no. and not been found in national parks in a the lot. last three months? I'm sure it's a lot. It's like 40. Yeah. And, th- and they just haven't been found. Yeah. So mm. uh, I'm going somewhere with all of this. So, okay. So, so the, 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 don't go to a national park? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, <coughs> I'm, 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 move, I'm, I'm moving a common thread of, of okay. creepy instances of people getting, okay. getting lost in the wild. That's the Halloween. That's yeah. the Halloween angle of the show. Yeah. So, okay. But I thought that was an interesting tidbit about how it could be a conspiracy specific to national parks. Because you do see, and first off, the other, did you see the story like two days ago about the dude who was lost and he, he refused, (laughs) you know, you know, it's funny. I, I, uh, I, I laughed at that too, obviously, but I was like, I wonder if they left him a voicemail. So the story, so two things. So the story we're referring to is, and I forget the national park. You should Google it right now. Some guy, it was in California. Some guy was missing. Yeah. And he, he was, people were calling a cell phone and he didn't pick up the phone calls because they were from like an unknown number right. and they were like the search and rescue people. So a couple weird things. One, if the dude has cell service, how you got missing, but whatever. I thought it was a funny story. Yeah. Wouldn't you be answering anything that was calling but you? But two, I, I this is a totally random thing, but I heard a really good survival tip, by the way. What's that? The tip is if you're lost in the wild, and this assumes at some point you have like a, a beacon of cell service, you leave information on your voicemail on your phone so that anyone calling your phone will get your like help message. Isn't that pretty uh, smart? That is very smart. It's like pretty re- smart. Like recording yeah. your voice. Like, hey, I'm lost. I'm at this location. This is my status. Send help. Help me for the love of God. Voicemail. Wow, that's a really good idea. It's a really good idea. And in the fact, depending on what phone you have, you can actually do that without service. And then if you just get a blip of service anywhere where you are, it'll update your voicemail. I thought that was pretty smart. That is very smart. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so this missing persons in the woods thing. So... Then I started reading about some of these incidents, not in national parks, but in the wild. And I came across, dude, this one, oh my God, I want to get into this one. 
Okay. But first, before that, there was an incident we discussed on this podcast a while ago about the incident in Russia. Do you remember that? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the group that... Okay, I'm going to briefly yeah. recap this story because it leads into the real story I want to tell you, which is crazy, dude. And I can't believe there's not enough. People are segment. saying in the chat, search and rescue services are already telling people not to do that. Don't do it. Why? Yeah, why? What is the logical reason for not doing that? I mean, you would still be calling 911. You'd still be trying to do everything right. you can. Like, why not? A text is smarter. It requires less data. Do everything you can. The thing like, about the voicemail, it's like it's like if you are in, a, if you if you yeah. upload the voicemail, and then you go somewhere where you don't have service, and assuming the vast majority of the time you're lost in the woods, you're not going to have service. People trying to reach you can figure out. Okay, so like if you're okay, obviously if you're sitting there lost and you're like, should I call nine one one? Should I change my voicemail? Should I change a text? You should call nine one one. You should call nine one one. You should do everything. No, but what I'm saying is you can update the voicemail on your phone. And I, then if you just happen to get a blip of service, it will update your yeah, voicemail thing. I, I, I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, I know, I know. B3 Outdoors says, I'd die before I admit I'd lo I'm lost. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen those TikToks? Yes, be, be a, a man. man. <laughs> be a man. Be a man. Just die. <laughs> just die. That's really funny. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, all right. So this, um, keep the comments coming. All right. So this, it's called the Dyatlov Pass Incident. And I, I, I'm only going to talk about it for like a minute. We talked about it um uh, <laughs> a long time ago. Okay, there's some good stuff going. On. Actually, okay. Core OAS says actually, if you have cell service, the agency can pull up your longitudinal and latitudinal location based on cell tower ping. All they need is your cell number and carrier. So I've heard that they don't actually get your specific location. They just know the cell tower that hey, it came hey, from. It, I, I get it. I get all these things people are saying are great. Why not do everything? Yeah. Do everything. I, why not be like, hey man, hey. Thanks for calling. <laughs> I'm dying in the woods. I'm at longitude 49263 latitude, whatever. Help. I'm dying. Help me. <laughs> I'm going to be in this area. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just thought it was like a low effort, easy thing to do. Yeah. I mean, if battery and people are saying, well, what if battery's an issue? Like, or don't waste battery? Like, no. Like, if you got a decent amount of battery, change your voicemail. Yeah, well, battery's not an issue because your phone can die and people will, can still call your voicemail and get the message, Yeah, you know? I thought, I mean... I yeah, know, everybody cool. in the chat who's saying differently... I like the guy who's just, I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, all right, so this incident in Russia, real quick. Uh, pretty, cre pretty creepy, but... Uh, so what happened was, this was in uh, 1959, mm -hmm. so... Um, this is where uh, they found the camera, right? Yes, yeah. a long time. So nine Russian hikers went out... And basically what happened was they found them all dead. But the, the peculiar thing was um, they had all cut out of their tents from the inside out and ran out into the around surrounding area and all died from hypothermia. Very weird. I don't want to talk about that one too much. The, the pre prevailing theory is an avalanche came through. But then I was like, that makes sense. But then I'm like, no, that doesn't make sense. Like their bodies weren't found buried in snow. There were no signs of avalanche. The only thing I can think of is maybe they heard an avalanche at the beginning of the night. I like it's really, it's night. They're sleeping. They hear an avalanche. They cut out their tents and scram into the woods. That's the only way I can like the avalanche thing makes sense to me. When this first yeah. happened, everyone was like, it was abominable snowman yeah. like all that stuff. Anyway, the reason I bring up that story is because I was reading that Wikipedia. It's in, the Russian dog, man. <laughs> I was, was reading that Wikipedia. And at the bottom of that Wikipedia, there's like, you know, related incidents. And I found this incident, dude. Oh, God. oh my God. 
So it's referred to as the the American version of this incident. But I want the Donner Party. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's called the Yuba County I Five. See, I see. What you the see the tab, oh dude? God, no, what the let me. Okay, this? all right. No, no, no. Close that or keep it open. But let me let me walk you through this story. Okay. Because this story is insane, and I cannot believe there hasn't been a documentary about it. Maybe there has been. I don't know. But I want to walk you through this story. All right. Are there any comments before I get into it? Because no. it's crazy. Well, hold on. Okay, tell the story, and then I'll, All I'll, right. I won't read comments. And it's going to be, I'm going to just tell it in full, is what I've known. We, we have the Wikipedia page. So the, we're, we, we're, go, we're Yuba County 5 Wikipedia, where I got all this. If you want to like read it for yourself, it's a long Wikipedia, but please do. So this takes place in, the, in 1978, so late 70s. Mm-hmm. So there's a group of five guys. Mm-hmm. And the first thing to know is where, where I'm going to get there. Okay. There's five California. There's five guys, <laughs> right? Of course there's five guys and something to notice and something we're going to you know circle back to is all of these guys and they, they, it's not explained correctly. They have some sort of mental disability or <laughs> psychiatric issue. Okay. I don't know what, uh, they they have licenses to drive, and a few were in the army. So I'm assuming. You do, yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you. Don't don't spoil it. I know. I mean, I'm just trying. Yeah, go ahead. Go so ahead. I don't know the degree of the mental illness that these five had, but at the end of the day, maybe that played into why this happened. But the mechanics of this story are crazy. So these five guys, um, they're really into basketball. In fact, they were. Uh, I believe, and you can fact that fact check fact check this later i believe they were playing in the special olympics on the u.s basketball team Mm-mm. uh or they were they, no no they were no no they, they weren't playing on it that doesn't matter they're into basketball they're playing cal, uh at uh cal state so this is the story so they're from um the sacramento area and there's a, a cal state chico versus uc santa barbara right mm-hmm. basketball game in chico california so chico california um it's like 40 or 50 miles north of Sacramento. It's in like Northern California. It's in between mountains. There's a, um, a Cal State versus UC basketball game that these five dudes want to go to. And they're like, yeah, let's go check this out. So they get in their car, they drive up to Chico, and they go to this basketball game. The basketball game ends uh, at like nine, whatever. Um, after the basketball game, they get in their car, they stop by a general store, and they buy... Um, they just buy some like snacks, whatever so on the way back. They're on the way back. So okay. the game finishes at like eight or 9 PM. So they got to drive back through. They got to drive like, no, 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 no. They're not driving through mountains okay. at all. This is where this gets weird. The drive from Sacramento to, um, Chico is through a Valley. Okay. There's no mountains. Okay. And, and it's, it's another key point of this story, right? It's college basketball season. It's mid February. Mm-hmm. Now where they are, it's not super cold. I mean, it's the Valley of California. They're yeah. in like light jackets and jeans, whatever. So they stop at this general store, you know, good ball game. Um, the next day, they were supposed to go to this Special Olympics uh, basketball game that they were, like, super excited about. So they go to this general store. They buy whatever. It's the 70s. They buy a couple. They buy some snacks. Um, they get some milk, whatever, and they start their drive. The general store is the last time they're all seen alive. So this is what happens. First... And this is so weird, dude. They find their car um, about, 
So first, okay, so you're driving from Sacramento to Chico. You've got mountain ranges on both sides of you. One of those mountain ranges is called Plumas National Forest. It's where the PCT goes. It's the crest of the Sierra. The other mountain range, which doesn't matter for the purpose of the story, is like the the Green Triangle, Mendocino County, like that kind of stuff. Murder Mountain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, the drive that they would take, they would not go through any of these mountains. Um, it's through the valley. Their cars found, <coughs> I don't know how many miles off of that main interstate they were driving, um, but it's found about, it's found up in the mountains on a mountain access road. This is, story is so weird now that I'm even just saying it. So, okay, in, in national forests, in Plumas National Forest, that's where we are in, in Northern California. It's, you know, it's north of Tahoe. Just keep going up there. Um, they've got um, like mountain access roads, right? Like have you seen those, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, they're just like uh, rickety little roads and yeah, then they like close forest them, roads, forest yeah. roads and they close them. So it's February 25th. Um, their car is found driving up one of those mountain roads. And at, in the mountain road, because it's in the winter, they had the gate down because of snow. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't go. So their, their car is parked right at that gate. Right. First, before we continue with the story, this is so far off of their path home and they had to be in LA the next morning. So they had for whatever reason, and this is not even the weird, this is by far not the weirdest part of the story. They were driving back down to Sacramento and they took a left turn and they drove up into the mountains at 10 PM in February in California, up into the high Sierra with no clothes, um, a couple snacks and some milk. So, why they were going up there, I don't know. But anyway, let's continue. The car is found uh, right where the Forest Service hits a gate, right? So they, they close the Forest Service roads in the winter because of the snow. Right. So they're driving up this road. They get to a gate, uh, and the car is there. So I will continue with the, the fate of these gentlemen. They all die, I'm guessing. They all die, but it's way, way, way weird. So first, the car. Okay, so the car is stopped at this gate. Uh, the next more so this is several days before they find out mm-hmm. that these guys are missing. They only find out these guys are missing because a national forest ranger for Plumas National Forest sees the little guys are missing bulletin and calls the Chico cops. It's like, hey, I saw this car up in these mountain woods. And that's the only reason this this get this it gets found out at all. So they go to the car. The, there's This is where things just go get so weird, and I'd love to know what actually happened. So the car um, is, one, has gas in it. It's not out of gas. Mm-hmm. So first, so the, the, they get to the car, and they think, okay, these kids, for whatever reason, or these guys, they're driving up this mountain road. Their car breaks down. They get out on foot, and they try and like survive on foot. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. The car's fine. There's gas in the car. The, the cops hotwire the car. The, the car starts up immediately after being in the mountains for three days. So the car's not done. Even weirder, they tow the car back to the, I think the Chico County Sheriff was the one doing this. <laughs> You're reading. Yeah. They, they take the car. The car has no signs of mud. The undercarriage isn't scraped. Uh, the car is in like completely fine condition. Whatever. Okay. Those, whatever. That's weird. They like, yeah, it looks like they ate all the rat, all the food and they, stuff. They there. ate the food in the car. Right. Then they get out of the car. We still don't know why they're up there. We don't know why they get out of the car. The car is working perfectly fine. Whatever. This just gets way weirder. So um, from where the car is parked up that road, 20 miles, 
is, and you'll get to this in the Wikipedia, there is like a, um, like we've seen these, there's like little huts. Mm -hmm. There's like a, tra they call it a trailer in this article. There's like a, a trailer. If you've ever been to a national park or national forest, they build these huts, trailers, like up in the mountains in the winter for like loggers or park rangers as like ways to not die from the elements. So, so there's five guys. They find one guy. Okay, so two guys they find they find dead of hypothermia 10 miles from the car, but halfway to the cabin. Okay. So the cabin is 20 miles from the car. It's a hell of a trek. Just wait. So, okay, so they get out, they drive this car up this mountain road for no reason whatsoever. This is uh, in the high Sierra in February. Well, what they talk about, what's interesting, so the car was discovered at 4,400 feet mm -hmm. just below the snow line. Yeah, because they shut the gate at the snow line. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but the car was stuck in a snowdrift. But keep reading. The cops, like, five dudes could have easily unstuck that. Yeah. So, whatever. Weird. But that doesn't make sense either, because mm -hmm. if your car is stuck and you can't get it unstuck, you don't continue up the mountain right? You go back. You're going back to the road you pulled off of. Why would you keep going up the mountain? Anyway, we're Drugs. not the best part. No, not well, me. LSD. What? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, no, it gets weirder. So there's a cabin, this like the winter cabin mm. that's 20 miles from the car. They find two dead bodies and they don't find any of the bodies until the next spring when the snow melts. Okay, so they find two people, so you're still missing three. Yeah, and we're going to get to the other three. Okay. So they find two dead. They've, they've, the coroner has decided they've died of hypothermia halfway to this cabin. Yeah. So at the cabin, in the area surrounding the cabin, they find two dead guys. So we're up to four then? Yep. So do they find those two immediately there surrounding it they're they're like within hundreds of yards from the cabin no but the, the same time frame as they found the first correct time. okay gotcha so we got four people so they we're missing one, one guy left and this dude i'm guessing like you said was missing until the thaw and then they no, no 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 they find this guy because <coughs> he's in the cabin oh okay he made it well <laughs> not really but i mean okay so this is where the story there's just no way to make sense of any of this so the fifth guy they find dead in the cabin wrapped up in a bunch of sheets in a bed okay and he had died of um uh starvation effectively so how long how long after so they have determined this is this is where it just gets so weird first off they determined from the beard growth on him mm -hmm. and the fact that he had lost a hundred pounds that he had survived in this cabin for 13 weeks so, so three months Okay. No, this is where it makes no sense. But hold on a second. How how long after they went missing before that they... They found the first guy very soon because he was in the cabin. They didn't find the other bodies because they were buried in snow. No, no, no. But obviously, like, from the time the missing report happened, how long was mm. it before they find the car, car? It's like three or four days. But then they, they didn't find these guys until so 13 weeks people later? Go, people go missing... No, yeah. no, no. They had just determined. Yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. They don't find any of any of this shit till the spring. Oh, yeah. okay. So and, they, and they found they find the guys burying the snow in June. Oh, so they didn't. So the search and rescue didn't continue up the road or anything. Cor or they did. They they didn't find him. Okay. This is not the weirdest part of the story. Well, get to the weird part. So this dude who died in the cabin. So first, <laughs> there are signs. Remember the two dudes died on the road mm -hmm. and two dudes died up by the cabin. Yeah. 
in the cabin, there's tons of relics of the two dudes who died around the cabin. Like their shoes are in there. So they were some probably, of their personal effects. So, so they could have all been surviving in there together. Correct. Yeah. Dude, now this is where I'm just like, maybe these dudes just have severe issues. The guy who died in the cabin, right? He survived for 13 weeks mm-hmm. and he died ultimately, ultimately of like starvation and hypothermia. Mm-hmm. In that cabin, a year's worth of food, mm-hmm. um, plenty of firewood, mm-hmm. um, plenty unlimited resources to live. Hmm. What? Why is there one guy in there? Why are the other two who had personal effects in there? Why did they die of hypothermia outside the cabin? And he lost a hundred pounds too. So he was in there for 13 weeks. So did they, uh, was the food easily accessible? Dude, nobody knows why this. Happened. Yes. They, they had, it had a uh, ration cans of rations. There's can openers. There's plenty of fire. I mean, these cabins are stocked so you can show up there as a forest ranger or a logger and you can survive. Dude, you read about it. It makes uh, no you. sense. So the, 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 um, then, I mean, the only, the only rationale that they have for this is these dude like that guy dudes, had lost nearly 200 pounds. I thought he weighed, weighed 200 pounds and he lost half of his weight. Said so nearly, oh, nearly half. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Nearly half of his 200 pounds. So yeah. You're right. hundred pounds. There's no, his feet were frostbitten and gangrenous on the table next to the bed were some of personal effects, including his wallet, nickel ring. Yeah. His, he was living in there, mm-hmm. but why didn't he eat? Why didn't he use the stove? Yeah. Most, it says most puzzling to the investigators were how we, we, her, had come to his fate. No fire had been set in the trailer's fireplace, despite the ample supply of matches and paperback novels to use as kindling. Heavy, <laughs> heavy forestry clothing, which could have kept this man warm, also remained where it had been stored. A dozen sea ration cans from a storage shed outside. Okay, had, so there's a shed right outside of it. Okay, that was unlocked. It, oh, no, this gets weird. A dozen sea ration cans, so like old military sea ration cans, from the storage set outside had been opened and their contents consumed, but a locker in the same shed that held an even greater assortment of dehydrated foods. So he did eat a little bit. Enough to keep all five men fed for a year, if that had been necessary, had not even been opened. Yeah, you would have thought like, okay, we're starving. Let's just search the crap out of this place. Dude. So they ate some sea ration. Well, let's go back to (laughs) what were these guys doing? So why wouldn't you start a fire? Dude, just, let's go back even further. These dudes are in light jackets and jeans driving home from a basketball game. They turn left and drive up into the high Sierra, park their car, which maybe it was stuck. If it was stuck, why didn't they walk back down the mountain instead of going up the mountain? And what were they doing up in the mountain in the first place? Well, I mean, they're the... According to this Wikipedia article, the only explanation yeah, is it's like they're idiots. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's the explanation is these yeah. guys were mentally disabled. Even and somehow this explains this. Yeah, I mean that doesn't explain it to me. No, not if they're not if you're no. And they knew they had to be somewhere the next morning. And they were eating sea rations too. So, so like why? Everyone talks about like why did this guy die by himself? But I, why did they just drive? Why did they go up there? And if they knew they were going up there, why wouldn't they have bought more stuff at the general store? None of it makes any sense. 
No, I think the biggest thing that doesn't make sense is the fact that there's a year's supply of food and no fire. And there's plenty of fire. And what happened to the other two? Why did the other two die of hypothermia <laughs> outside of the cabin? And the other, and they didn't die having aged 13 weeks, you know? Yeah. So then they think maybe that dude killed the other two guys. Or maybe, maybe, maybe they ran out of, like, maybe they ran out of food. And so they're like, we're making a run for it. And they were so weak. And so malnutrition. And the one guy was like, I'm just staying here even though there's a bunch yeah. of food over here. Yeah. And like, hey, let's freeze to death even though we can make fire. I, I thought eat. there was firewood in there. I guess there was only matches and books, but... Yeah. Anyway, I thought that story was crazy. And I was like, why Why isn't there... Netflix makes these like Unsolved Mysteries docs about the dumbest stuff. That's a pretty good one. That's really good. And we we uh we kind of cruise through a lot of that Wikipedia. There's like a lot more there, <laughs> you know. Arcana says, "Why hasn't this been on Dateline?" I agree, dude. It's a crazy. So uh, it's called the um. What's the the, it's the, the Yuba, Yuba Yuba County Five? The Yuba County Five, um, and everyone skips to the 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 um the trailer aspect. But like, what were they doing up there? Yeah, I don't know. Two sides of the story, right? Because like one side of the story is like you're starving. Like you would clearly scope out this trailer cabin as they call it. And if there's a locker in there, even though it might be locked or sealed up, like you're going to get into it. Or I don't think it was locked. Uh, they said it was, I don't think it was locked either, but let's reverse. <coughs> okay. Let's say you're, Hey guys, uh, let's go drive up this mountain road. Okay. Weird. Whatever. All right. We get to the top of the mountain road. Our car stuck. Why would we walk 20 miles up the mountain? Why wouldn't you walk back down the mountain? No, I I, I agree that's, with you. Yeah. That's really weird to me. And then I guess if you made the decision that you're going to hike up into the mountain, this is February 25th in the high Sierra in, Colorado, in California. I mean, this is not like, this is severe alpine environment. Like you're going to die. 100% you're going to die. Mm -hmm. If you have a light jacket and pants and you've just come from Chico, California. So, like, you know, if I get out of this car, I'm going to die if I just walk up into the woods. The car had gas in it. People saw them, by the way, at the, at the car. This is interesting, too. Um, you can't really play the... They said that... So, sea rations... Have you ever seen a sea ration? No. Looks like a can of tuna. Okay. I mean, it, well, I'm sorry. A sea ration is, like, the predecessor of an MRE. Okay. So it's a military like, ration. <laughs> it's a military ration. I had like some canned meat and some other stuff in there. But you, you need a can opener to open up. Well, did you read what the it, thing said? Yeah, they so, they successfully used the P38 can opener, yeah, which so, is this tiny little thing. So th like that's not an issue. Mm -mm. But what would, what were these dudes doing? Were they that dumb? Was it just were they stupid? I mean, that's what they're that's 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 the the, only, the that's conclusion the that the only theory here is these guys were total idiots. In every single way. I mean, they talk about how one guy was in the army and he got medically discharged due to, no, I don't want to, nope. okay. due to potentially being a schizophrenic, I think. But schizophrenic, a beautiful mind. They're smart. <laughs> yeah. My thing is like, okay, what did they, what, what did they see or what kind of conversation happened to where they're driving home in warm California Valley in jackets? Like, Hey guys, let's drive up into the national forest. LSD. You think? I don't know. And then I, I guess I mean, it, and then it's like okay, we've driven up into this mountain, we've hit a gate. 
let's say their car was stuck. Mm-hmm. Okay, even though the sh- the cops don't think that was yeah, the case. Let's, let's walk up to the snow line. We have gas in our car and our car works. Let's just continue walking up this road for miles on end. I guess they probably didn't know 20, that. 20 miles. Well, they didn't they probably didn't know that a cabin was up there. No. Why so, wouldn't you walk down the mountain? Wait, so hold on. Did two so based on this they all walked up there, but two guys. Two didn't make it. Two didn't make it. Yeah, it's 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 10 p.m. February 25th, and yeah. you're in the Sierra Mountains. So the one dude's made it. T- they made it 10 miles. Yeah. So, so two dudes didn't make it from exposure immediately. That correct. Day. And then the rest. Well, made, I mean, we don't know that. Yeah, they no. could have all been at the cabin, and they hiked down one day. That's a good point. You know, I I guess they could have examined those bodies to determine like weight loss. Beard right, they didn't say any of that. So I think the assumption is the two died on the way up the mountain because th- those two definitely died of hypothermia. Mm-hmm. So three, and then it's like, I guess if I guess you you just leave them there. If, like, if we're hiking, we got five dudes and two dudes die. We probably make an attempt to carry the body with us. No, Maybe not. no, 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 not in February in the Sierra. No, you, not you let no them die close. there. Yeah. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, well, I'm going back to the car and turning on the heater. Right, <laughs> or just. Going down, just the stay mountain. in the car, yeah. <laughs> you know, or uh, walk down the mountain. The logical thing to do is okay, walk down the mountain. But I, my whole thing is like, why were they up there in the first place? I, okay, I like I like Mark Koha's response. He said maybe maybe they were part of the MK Ultra project. <laughs> they, they got were, dosed at the they were John's. Cal State Chico game. Wait, no what? MK Ultra? That's mind control, right? Yeah, but it's uh, it's about the uh, CIA that were operating brothels and they were the prostitutes were giving uh, the Johns uh, secretly. They were giving them LSD and then they were being observed so in the these act. Were, these were all pimps and they were, no, 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 the CIA, well, I guess the CIA was pimps, but um, <laughs> they were given, they were, they were operating brothels or a, a brothel. And then the uh, prostitutes were giving the Johns LSD. And then in the act, the CIA was monitoring them. Oh, okay. Yeah. And watching yeah. like how, how they reacted. Crazy, man. Our tax dollars pay for that. Have, do you know the story about the, um, the yeah. town in France? Uh, do you, hold on. Do you know, um, that, uh, who's that one guy? Uh, that famous crossdresser? Serial, no, the serial killer. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about, who was I talking about? The guy who ran the FBI, <coughs> you know, crossdresser. Famously. Oh, Hoover. Jadger Hoover. I was talking about Jadger Hoover. Yeah. Hoover. yeah so. No, no, no. Uh, um, uh, uh, Manson, Manson also visited there's evidence oh yeah and i thought did the unabomber no no he was in some manson visited the so well i can't remember if it was one of these places or the the cia was also operating at like a hospital or like a like a clinic or something and they're dosing people do you know know the story about the, the town in france no we baked it into the bread i don't know oh wait no 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 you should google this to make sure there's a town in France, I think this was in like the 40s and the 50s, and that's right, there's a mold that grew, This a lot of people think this is what drove the witch, the burning of the witch, witch's thing back in, you know, 14, 15, 16 Yeah, years. there's a lot of theories about uh, that. Mold, anyway, mold <laughs> that grows on bread that produces LSD. Um, but there is a story, Google, we just Google like CIA doses town with acid. <laughs> oh, Speaking of the CIA doing crazy crap, do you know how? No, they, it's this one right there. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, 
Okay, so hold on. No, I'm thinking of something do else. You, do you do you know how? Did you ever read the story about how they figured out where Bin Laden was in Pakistan? No, you did. This came out recently. No, it, it was a CIA um, operation where they uh, the C- so they knew they knew Bin Laden was in Pakistan somewhere. Okay, and so they were trying to. That's hit, where we got him, right? Yeah. Okay. So we had we had DNA from the Bin Laden's family because his brother was a U.S. citizen and passed away, and the CIA secretly got a hold of some of his DNA. I was wondering how they like they they DNA'd to make sure it was Bin Laden when yeah, they killed him. Yeah. I was wondering how they got that. So so they got they got his DNA, they got the Bin Laden DNA from his brother in the U.S. When, and his brother passed away, so they had okay. his DNA. So they knew the Bin Ladens were in Pakistan somewhere. So the CIA hired this Pakistani doctor. Just the flu shots? Yeah. Okay, I have heard this story. Yeah. That's a good one, though. And so uh, they put on, like, a clinic. They they were, they were did... This doctor went from village to village doing vaccinations, and then he was secretly getting DNA samples as well. That's not how they found him, though. Yeah, they, that's how they narrowed not it Not according to Zero Dark Thirty. Yeah, this wasn't out in Zero Dark Thirty. So in Zero Dark Thirty, they say they got the courier. No, no, this is how they got... No, this is how they got him. Really? This is how they isolated the village where he was at. Oh, okay. So they they hired the uh, well. It was a secret operation where this doctor and then he had a staff of like nurses and stuff. And so they were going. <clears throat> I forget what they were vaccinating for, but they were vaccinating towns and then secretly collecting DNA samples at the same time. Oh, dude, we don't need any more vaccine hesitancy. I know. In this country right now. <laughs> <laughs> there is some story though about the CIA. And if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, the CIA just did horrible things in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Um, yeah, I mean they they sold they cocaine. sold they sold cocaine to, to in California. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, it's uh, so ridiculous, even when you just say it. Yeah, to, to fund guerrilla warfare. Um, what was that? The 80s? Yeah, they're fight they, to to fund guerrilla armies to. To fight against communism. Okay, dude, I was right about this with the French town and, and the LSD. Okay, huh. sixty years. What? Ginger Rush going back to the U- Yuba County Five. Ginger Rush says, "Why not eat the dead guys outside?" Because that's a logical decision. None of this is logical. Dude, but it's a good. It's a great question. Why not eat the food in the thing? Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So this is, dude. This is, this is what I was telling about. So, okay, in two thousand nine. An invested an American. Okay, so I should back this up. In the late 1950s, uh, specific. Well, I guess early 1951. So right after World War II, there's this town in France um, that got everyone started tripping balls. Yeah, everyone started hallucinating. The theory at the time, I was getting these two stories mixed up. The theory at the time was uh, there is a mold. That will grow on bread that will produce LSD. Mm-hmm. And aside from this story, there is academic rigor behind the fact that this is what caused the whole Salem witch trial stuff. Um, anyway, back to this town in France. So all these people in France are ingesting LSD. The theory at the time was that it was a spread mold. In 2009, an American investigative journalist revealed a CIA document um, that insinuated that this was done by the CIA. 
So, and this gets back to what Andy was talking about. Um, and this is known. The CIA investigated the use of LSD as a way to many times control many times. people's minds. Operation Midnight Climax. What's that one? Oh, is that the dosing, they called it the, Midnight Climax? Yeah. So they were. They Do, were that's the dosing of the Johns. So they do, wait. They dosed the Johns, mm-hmm. but Johns aren't banging the prostitutes. Yeah, they are. That's what a John is. Oh, I'm thinking of the pimp. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um. Anyway. I thought that was interesting. It's, it has not been definitively proven that the CIA laced this town, but it has been definitively proven that the CIA has laced tons of people with LSD. Yeah. <laughs> Among other things. Uh, I thought it was interesting, though. And then you tie in the whole... We're coming back to Halloween. It's the whole Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. They were just high on LSD. No, yeah. There's a lot of theories about the Salem Witch Trials related to, like, drugs. Like, nat- naturally occurring drugs. Oh, it's ergot. That's right. Ergot, a poisonous fungus that naturally yeah. occurs on rye. Yeah, somebody just posted. Can bring up? Yeah, 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 I forgot about that. Man, the CIA has done some messed up stuff, man. And most of what they've done, we have no idea. And then there's the whole, you know, Tuskegee Airmen. I don't think that was CIA though, right? Not what, Tuskegee. What, the syphilis what? stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I know that they were giving, they were testing bioweapons on U.S. soldiers. That's not what I'm talking about. Uh, they just. Gave a bunch of black people syphilis and then didn't, didn't give them the antibiotics to it. Why? You know, government did some bad. Well, then there's, do you know what eugenics is? Yeah, I know what eugenics is. Terrible. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, that's why in Red Dead Redemption, you killed the guy who's pushing eugenics. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, in, that's cool. In New Orleans or whatever they call that town. Uh Sandini. Sandini. Yeah. Great game. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, nobody, and this is the <laughs> annoying thing about American history. We don't talk about this. And if you read an American history textbook, they don't, I mean, I was taught eugenics in like five seconds, but it was like mainstream at the time. And okay. So if you're watching this, you're not familiar with what the eugenics movement is. Literally, it was a movement to sterilize stupid people yep. and people who have, who had, um, uh, me, uh, you know, mental retardation, like not just stupid people, people who had intellectual difficulties. They, ma- I think they sterilized like almost a hundred thousand people. Yeah. And I think it wasn't just that it was also, it was also like, this um, was done and was, this was supported at the time by at least like local governments. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think the federal government took a stand on it. And this, <laughs> this was done in the South. <laughs> I think it was like early fifties. I think I think it was just like characteristics in general that were deemed as not good. Yeah, it had to do with like your mental state. Yeah, I knew if like you were super stupid, they sterilized you. Yeah, it's really it's so beyond screwed up to think that that happened. I know, spooky, very spooky, (laughs) very. I like this is this has turned into the terrible things the U.S. government has done to people (laughs) over the course of the years. We only know about what's happened up to like the seventies, eighties. I mean, I don't consider the the finding of the CIA operation to uh, find Bin Laden as terrible. That's no, no, pro- no, no, that's no, probably no. That's, that's, that's probably fine. why they. I'm really, okay with that. They probably that's why they released that one. They're like, see, we did something good. And and there's like other things they've done that are, are released that I just don't know about off the top, of, about the top of my head. But I thought this. Going back to, I thought this Yuba County thing, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, that's creepy. Just with with all with the with the food and the firewood, and then the two people leaving. Why were they up there? There's <coughs> no reason they should have been up there. They had somewhere to be the next morning. 
They were not dressed to go up there. They didn't have rations to go up there. Assuming they had car trouble, which doesn't look like they did, why didn't they come down the well, mountain? You know, none of it makes any sense. I actually think the weirder... The, the LSD mo- thing makes the most sense to me yeah, now. No, the weird... I don't think it's that weird. I think it's more weird after why they were up there. You don't think it's weird that these dudes who knew they had to be somewhere the next morning, so, all five of them, so, just decided to turn off the freeway and drive up into the mountains in February in the middle of the night. So I can see that as like a dumb guy, like a dumb, stupid like conversation. Hey, like, be cool to go up in the mountains tonight. Just why not? We'll just drive up the road and check it out. Okay. All right. But then why not come back down when your car and you encounter this gate? No, no, I agree. That's why I'm saying like everything that happened after them going up there is for me way more weirder than them driving up there. Okay. that Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is the dude dying in the hut with all the food. Yeah, that's super weird. And the two people next to it too. And the dudes, the three of them were clearly in that hut together because the one dude's shoes were in there. Like the other dudes who died outside, their personal effects were found in the trailer. So like, it's just, it's so weird. I'm like, how is Netflix not on this? Well, I mean, uh, so obviously they didn't find the food. They're starving. You know, their minds, their mental states probably changed. Another thing that this article talks about is the two that died by the cabin. Uh, they say that they say that if you're dying from hypothermia, like your last instinct is to lay down and go to sleep. Yeah. And so uh, they found these dudes like in these like curled up sleeping mm-hmm. positions. Dying. I didn't know that about hypothermia. Yeah. You know, I, I think everybody doesn't, doesn't everybody say like you, you get like a feeling of warmth too. And you just like lie down and go to bed Yeah, and you're done. Oh God, it's a terrible way to die. Oh my God. Yeah. Anyway, if anyone has any information on the Yuba County Five, we need to find like a like a historian to bring on here and talk about the Yuba County Five. Maybe we. Maybe I will. Maybe yeah. a Cal State Chico <laughs> uh, professor of history has that. I don't know. We probably got some things wrong. Um, should we unbox this? Why not? Okay. Add this. Let's go back to backpacking. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, some new. We got new toys. Um, I love how it says, do not use like a blade to open it. And you have a knife right there. I have a blade right here. Should I not do that? Just do the ends. <laughs> I'll muscle it open. All right. So this is, should we keep it? I mean, it's not that. I mean, it's cool. It's not like, you know, whoa. Yeah. All right. So we got this. Um, Andy got one too. It's not here. Uh, some people already have these. All right. I'm not using a blade on the main body of the package. Don't cut me. Just on the ends. You could probably tell from the size of the package what it is. It's a pack. It's a pack. We got packs. We got some new packs. All right. This is the first time, true story, this is the first time I've ever physically been with a pack from this manufacturer. Yeah. I've never seen one in real life. I've never touched one. Uh, And this is the first time, like, this isn't some party trick. This is the first time you're actually going to see it. I'm cutting this thing open right now. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm like cutting towards me. <laughs> I'm doing all these terrible things. <laughs> all right. Here we go. We should do a... Should we, we should get a P.O. Oh, it's gorgeous, oh, dude. It's nice. gorgeous. I like your color. You like that color? Yeah. I thought you'd like that yeah, color. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Hold on. We're almost there, folks. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. They taped this. Here, just hold it up. Hold hold it away from the fabric. Here, I got it. I got it. Just hold it up away from the fabric. You're good. It's cardboard. 
See, they they put that cardboard there because idiots like me. Yeah. All right, here we go, folks. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh yeah, great. All right, there we have. This is a Waymark gear through. Oh, and he even put the water bottle holder on there for me. Yeah. What a guy. Oh, and uh, oh, you feel the frame? It's right there. Oh, let me. Let me. That's a Waymark gear um, light. Uh, 50 liter. I like that mesh. 50. You got the same mesh. So, yeah. um, oh, look how, look how deep those pockets are. Dude. So I love they the deep like pockets, dude. You could, you could put a body in there. <laughs> um, so what, what is, so if you're familiar with Waymark here, yeah, it's in there. Do you feel it? Feel mm -hmm. that? Yeah. So, uh, this is their new packs they're making with the suspension built into it. If you understand, like if like that's the cool part of it. I mean, this is a, oh man, this is a great pack. I like wow. them. I know this is extra, but I like the mesh water bottle pouch. Feel that. Yeah. And he asked us if we want it. And we're like, yeah. Oh, they have a, they have a whistle on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Works. <laughs> that's a beautiful pack. I got it. We oh, got to get into this. Yeah. Look at that. Got one hip belt pouch. It's got wow, that's attached. a big hip belt pouch. Uh, anyway, they are now uh, Waymark um, is now making their packs with frames, right? Yeah. Um, so anyway, we got some new Waymark packs. Andy got the other version, the the forty liter version. I got the fifty liter version. Um, we're gonna we're not gonna talk about. We're, we're gonna we're gonna shoot a real video on these. Andy's getting into it. Getting into this is frame. my pack. <laughs> Oh, there's the there it is. Yeah, That's aluminum the aluminum frame. frame. That's cool. Yep. Put that back in, right? <laughs> That's cool. That it's that removable. Anyway, they're now making these. Is it? Is it? I don't know if it's on the website yet, right? I don't think it is. I don't know. I don't think you can order this um, now. I know they're redoing their website. Anyway, this is their their light pack, fifty liter pack with the um, with the frame in it. So it's, it's, it's still got that new pack smell. I know. Look how crisp it is, dude. Yeah. It's so crisp. We have an affiliate link. I don't, we haven't got it yet though. <laughs> if you're interested. Look at that, dude, that I'm, that's pretty cool right there. Yeah. That's something I haven't seen on a pack. It's a beefy hip belt, hip yeah. belt too. It's got the sealed zippers. I like that. Wait, wait. So is that water bottle pouch way longer on this yeah, side? So they're oh. not, yeah, so they're not the same, right? You okay. got a super long one here. So like in theory, right, you could put your tent here. You could put something. This is more like the quiver pouch on the Gossamer gear. Yeah, that, that will be where the chair goes. Yeah, you can. Well, even like you could put something even bigger. Um, I must say, I really, this is the first time I've seen a water bottle pouch with like the stretchy mesh. Or, I'm sorry. Our light packs have that. But yeah, this one's a little different. I like it. I, I'm overwhelmed. I can't get into this right now on the stream. Um, anyway, look out for this. Um, Andy's got one coming. I like that color. I love the color, dude. Look at that. That's gorgeous. Um, we're checking out these Waymark packs uh, as we go into winter. I got the 50 liter specifically because um, going into winter with the hot tent and stuff, I just wanted a bigger pack. And I have a 40 liter pack, my light AF. Andy has a 35 liter light AF, so he got the 40 liter version of this pack. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do some videos on that. Um, and I'm like too overwhelmed by it on stream. There's like a lot of features and stuff. Like uh, I can't get into it right now. Um, but check that out. All right. That's cool. I know. It's always fun. New packs are always fun. Yeah. Any new gear is fun. What is the fabric? It's um, is it X-Pack? Uh, Go to their website. Uh, is it X-Pack? I think it's X-Pack. Um, 
It's heavy duty. I'll tell you that. You guys can't. I don't know if you can see this. It's heavy. I mean, here's a little ASMR for you. Uh, Devin says new site and packs to launch November eighth. November eighth. The X pack. It's X pack, right? I don't know. Did I get that wrong? Dev, is Devin, Devin, in, the Devin in the chat? Devin, the guy who made this pack is in the chat. So <laughs> here, I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get that wrong. Um, my my phone. It's Eco Pack. Eco. Oh, this is Eco Pack. Yeah. So this is Ultra. Well, it's, it's a type of Ultra, right? It's this recycled. is recycled. Oh, I didn't realize this was Eco Pack. Okay, cool. Oh, this is. Oh, all right. Um. On their website, or are they was the are they X Pack on the? Why did I think it was X Pack? I don't know. Um, hold on, I'm gonna check. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Devin's in the chat. He'll probably answer <laughs> it before I can. Uh, anyway, we are very excited to check out these packs. Um, Andy's got one coming. I'm excited, and uh, we are going to be using them going into the fall and winter backpacking seasons so. yeah yeah it's been a tough year for backpacking for me so I'm hoping to get out hey man yeah it's never easy when you got a little one right um but how's that going Good. yeah they're x-pack well sorry this is eco-pack yeah. on the website they're made they're currently made with x-pack but devin are they are you guys switching to eco-pack for these it's a legitimate question yeah um dude that's nice yeah it's it's just, uh, so God. We just filmed a video about this fabrics coming out, but man, that is super durable, dude. So, look, I mean, feel that. Ginger says, "What does it feel like?" It feels it feels stiff. It right feels now. Uh, way way tougher than the look z the, than the z the packs. I mean, it's it's hard to it's really it's hard to see it on the camera. Can you see that backing? I, I guess it's really. We're we're gonna shoot a video on this. I don't know if you can see that. It it's like super tough. It feels like it feels way more tough than the Z Packs grid stop that we have. Like yeah. way more. Well, it's got that backing on it. It's got that backing on it. Yeah, it's very <coughs> strong. It feels very strong. It's like laughably these? strong compared to Dyneema. Is it? Are these That's for those ice axe loop. Well, trekking poles and ice axe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh Devin, this mesh. <laughs> big fan of that mesh. That's super heavy duty. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know Devin would be in the stream. Uh, he's, live, a he's a live, moderator. Live unpacking. Yeah. Um, we're going to shoot. Well, when Andy's comes, we're going to do some testing and shoot a first look video. Should we, uh, um, should, should we test the waterproofness, take it into the pond? I think we might have to. <laughs> yeah. I got a wetsuit. Um, anyway, we're very excited. Some about colors that. are X pack, some are eco pack. Eventually, all our gear will be eco pack. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Cool. I'm a big fan of this red. Uh, what's this red called? Uh, I'm going to tell you the name of this color. It's probably just red. No, no, it's not just red. It is. It's red rock. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that color. Eco pack and ultra are different fabrics, but from same manufacturer. They're from challenge outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh man. It is durable, dude. Feel that. I know. I know. I mean, that is heavy duty. Yeah. I'm very excited. Very excited. How, how, I'm Lisa, actually Lisa Williams asks, how is Echo Pack, Eco Pack different from X Pack? Lisa, we we just filmed a video about this coming out in the next few weeks that will answer all of these questions, and we might have texted Devin a bunch of questions <laughs> for that video. What was the actual question? How is Eco Pack different from X Pack? So there are two different fibers. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we should get into this on the stream. The dude and Devin will correct me if I'm wrong. The guy who 
was heavily involved with X-Pac, left and started his own company called Challenge Outdoors, and he's creating EcoPack, but it is different than X-Pack. But EcoPack is recycled, right? EcoPack, well, yeah, it is 100% recycled. That's, you know, that's cool, but I mean... That's not like why people are using it, but it is cool. It is hundred percent recycled. It's different though. It's, 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 it has this, this plastic. It's hard to see this plastic backing, right? That's one of the big things you guys. Can you see that that plastic backing on it? I don't know. There's a, there's, we have a whole video on it. It's coming out. Um, God, that color's cool. Yeah. Nice. All right. What else? Anything else? Oh, we've hit I, our hour, our yeah. hour 10. I don't know. That, the Yuba County Five, that was a good Halloween one. I told you, man. I got some creepy, spooky stories. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was good. Uh, we need to find a historian for that one. I want to hear more about that. Let's get a historian from Cal State Chico. Yeah. We've got to know about it. Yeah. I want, a, I want a better profile of the five individuals. I mean, I think they were like... Ecopack was, and X-Pack <laughs> are both laminated sale. Ecopack and Xpack. So they're very, are they more similar than they are different? I, I, yeah, I thought that they were different because I thought Ecopack you couldn't seam tape. Devin, Devin is the guy to ask. And we're gonna have to bring Devin on here. And and he, yeah, through. we actually probably should just do a podcast with him about this. Maybe both Ecopack, both, but Ecopack is one hundred percent recycled polyester, and Xpack is nylon. Okay, so oh, that, okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So Ecopack, uh, this is polyester. X, I didn't realize Xpack was ni- nylon. Hmm. Why did I think X-Pac was a more of a Dyneema based fabric? It's not. So this is going to be lighter. Um, it's super heavy, like he- not heavy weight wise, heavy duty. I mean, it's like, like, I mean, feel that man. Yeah, I know. It's like, like I li- I'm, not, what if I, I'm not going to, I feel like I could take my knife and stab it and it wouldn't, I'm not going yeah. to, I feel like I could take my knife and just stab it and it wouldn't go through it. I'm obviously not going to do that. Um, Way, way heavy, heavier duty than so. The only heavy duty pack I have, other well, than the light AF, is, I mean, this will probably break in a little bit, but like, feel this compared to the light AF, or yeah. to the um, the Z packs mm-hmm. or calls we have. I mean, this is way, way tougher, potentially. Yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. it feels way tougher. Yeah, it looks great. Oh my god. So, what these are going to be available November 9th, he said, 7th, potentially, November 7th, anyway. Um, so if you're in the market for a Waymark pack, you might want to wait a few weeks <laughs> to get something like this. Because if it's between uh, X-Pack or Eco-Pack, I'm pretty sure you want Eco-Pack. Yeah. Right? I would think so, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. From our, from our analysis, it would from, be. From our, from our five-minute analysis? Yeah. Hey, we talked to, talk to the people who work with it. That's all that matters. Yeah. This is nice. First time seeing a Waymark pack. You know, this is a nice addition. Right there, the little uh, yeah. sternum yeah. pad. No, no, not that. The sternum. No. So right most, here? yeah. So most oh. company. Oh God, no, you can't see this. So okay, most people who make these padded hip belts, they don't pad the lower back. Waymark does. <laughs> Love it. Very excited. Okay, and the frame's removable. By the way, I'm trying to think if I would ever remove it. Potentially. Yeah, if you're doing, you want to do like a little bit lighter pack. Yeah, if I'm just going for one night. I mean, I got that specifically. I've requested that size over the 40 to haul to haul stuff. And it's, it's smaller than the arc haul. I mean, the arc haul is too much pack sometimes. Yeah. So, so this is going to be a good question because we, we have an award for the Swiss army knife of packs. Will this take over that award? I think this, yeah, I don't know. 
Only time will tell. Yeah. I like that hip belt, Pat. Yeah. Ouch. That's huge. Yeah. Nice. That is, that is massive. Um, Waymark's been getting a lot of good good reviews late from people we've talked to who you who have used it. Yeah, you want to know why? Because Devin makes them? Because Devin's over there. Yeah, I know, right? I know. <laughs> that is very true. Um, all right. Okay. I'm distracted by New Year. Um, is that it for this week? Are we going to be back next week? Yeah, we'll be back next week. Okay. I, I think... Um, We've we've been uh, avoiding, or I don't know. I felt bad because the last stream we did, like there was a lot of backpacking related questions in the chat. I know we, every stream I start, I'm like, we're gonna pay attention to the comments, and then we just we just don't. Yeah. <laughs> there was uh there was questions last time about like dehydrating food. There was questions about like hammock setups. Oh, I I do want to shout out. I was uh somebody uh, somebody DM'd us on Instagram, and I think it was their first time using a hammock. And, oh, this and, is a good story. And they were sending. They sent like the most beautiful pictures of like a sun or Where sunset. Were they? I I don't know. It was like a sunset, fall, fall evening. I think it was an evening sunset. And they have their hammock set up, and so you can see the sun coming through the woods. It was like crisp fall evening, and uh, the person was DMing me that they it was they had a cold night because uh, they had no insulation underneath them no sleeping pad no under quilt right and like if, assuming they they're bailing, in the, they they're bailing yeah assuming they're in the midwest the lows at night are in like the 40s yeah yeah, yeah. i was like oh damn that is a cold i night. i i need uh, my rule for no under quilt is 70 degrees <laughs> no i'm i'm above that <laughs> i could do like 68 have you ever slept without an under quilt i have it's actually awesome i've done it in like 80 degrees and it was fine it's pretty cool it's it's actually I really like it. It's just rarely do we backpack where the low temperature overnight is above seventy because that means the high temperature is like ninety eight. Um, but that God, that must have been a cold night, and and that and they bailed. They bailed because obviously. Like, yeah, I mean you're gonna you're gonna be so uncomfortable if it's below seventy. I mean if it's forty five and you don't have an underquilt, you're gonna be freezing. Yeah, like that's dangerous. Almost. It is dangerous. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are there? Do you want to pay attention to any comments while I'm talking about how we ignore <laughs> the comments? Uh, Devin says three ounce difference. Keep them in there for this for the uh, frame. It's three ounces. Oh, it's only three ounces. Yeah, those are standing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's cool though, how easy they are to remove. Just to be honest with you, uh, there is a question of how much does it weigh. I I do not know how much it weighs. It literally just we just pulled it out of the box. Where's, is your scale? No, my scale is upstairs in my kitchen. We're going to shoot a first look video on this after we do some testing and stuff. Not a full review. We will weigh it in that video. Um, I, I have no idea how much it weighs. Um, it's it's heavier than my 16-ounce light AF pack, <laughs> that, which is way smaller. That's all I know. Yeah. Um, I do, I'll be curious its weight compared to the Arc Hall. That's really what, I, what I'm going to be curious about. Yeah. Because I anticipate it will be similar in weight. I think it's a little heavier. It might be a little because the arc hall, the arc hall's frame is carbon fiber, and that frame is aluminum. But that pat, this pat, but three ounces. But the frame for the arc hall is much more intricate. Like, right. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. I and so I, De Devin says it's about thirty-seven ish ounces. Oh, okay. That's, that's more. That's, that's more. Well, I don't know. What is our? What's the arc hall's like? Thirty, thirty-two. The arc halls so are in the the arc halls are in the thirties. I don't remember. I don't know. We gotta we gotta weigh all this stuff. The arc halls thirty something. They're both in the thirties. Yeah. So they're hauler packs. Um, yeah, they're meant to carry. They're meant to carry. Uh, 
It's a beautiful pack, though. It really is. Um, anyway, so check out Waymark Gear. But if you're thinking about getting a Waymark pack, you, you might want to wait, I don't know, so 10, Stone, 10 days. Stone Wolf Outdoor says, I do 40, no problem in my hammock, no under quilt. Really? Um, that is impressive if you're telling the truth. <laughs> and if you are, that is impressive. Well, it says no under quilt, so maybe a sleeping pad. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah. Josh says his arc hallway is 31 ounce with hip pockets. Okay, they're in the 30s, so maybe the, this might this might actually be heavier. I don't know. We got to weigh them. Not that that... You know what, though? It's tough to weigh packs without the hanging scale. <laughs> you got to... You know what I do? You got to, like, tie them up. No, I get a box. I have a kitchen scale, and I get a box on it, and then I tear it to the box and then throw it in there. It's tough to weigh them. I don't have one of those hanging weights. 30-something. <laughs> yeah. We'll do a first look. We'll have the weights in there. Um, all right. What else? Oh, I think that's all right. it. Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah. Um, thanks for watching. Oh, it's Stone Wolf Outdoors. I live outside, but I use a pad. Okay. All right. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Okay. Pad. I think a pad might be warmer than under quilt sometimes. Yeah. Like the, uh, what is, what is the, the, the X-Therm? Yeah. The X-Therm, the X-therm is, is definitely is. It's like being in Florida. <laughs> on that thing all right all right everybody okay thank you for hanging out with us we honestly you know we do appreciate you guys coming to the stream hanging out we try not to like avoid like we try to engage um i had that this yuba county five though we had to talk about should we put we we could put john on that john do some research come back you know i've texted him about doing the conspiracy show and i haven't heard back so you might have to harass him okay um We'll get a historian. Yeah. We'll get Cal State Chico. Cal State. There's a respectable California State University there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Maybe they have an exhibit. An exhibit. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they have some like artifacts from the trailer. <laughs> I don't know. All right. All right, everybody. Happy Halloween. Stay safe. Uh, we'll see you next Friday. Yeah. See you later. Goodbye. Bye.